Welcome back. Welcome back to another episode of the Nitro Performance Guy. I'm fresh off teaching. Y'all know I'm a teacher. Uh, I'm fresh off of school. It's Friday. It's the best day of the week. There's currently NHRA qualifying going on as we speak. Uh, Pro Stock Motorcycle is on the track at the Stampede of Speed. Well, this is the culmination of the Stampede of Speed, the NHRA Fall Nationals. Uh, but first, we got to talk about St. Louis. Um, it's been a couple weeks. Uh, I, I usually like to let the race kind of sink in before I break it down. Uh, on top of the fact that, you know, I'm just super busy now. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Somebody almost fell off a bike. Jeez. Um, also, speaking of that, uh, I do want to send my thoughts and prayers. I'm really hoping for a speedy recovery for Angie Smith. She had an incident at St. Louis. Uh, very scary. Uh, it was a very scary, very scary, very scary moment. Um, I know they're like, TJ, say something other than scary. It was scary uh, because we didn't know what was going on. And especially being in the grandstands, you don't really know. Um, it's different when you're watching on NHRA TV or if you're watching uh, on the Fox broadcast, which is always incredible uh, with Brian Loans and Tony Pedragon and Bruno Massel. And they occasionally take Joe Costello from NHRA. But uh, it was scary. It was scary. Uh, but I do hear that things are going well. I'm not sure when she'll be able to hop back on a motorcycle, but that's the farthest thing from everybody's mind right now. We just want a speedy recovery. We want her to be okay. Uh, because like we, I say it every week, these are people, you know, riding these bikes, driving these cars. Uh, these are people. So um, let's jump into the St. Louis show. We're going to get right to it. You know, we do it a little differently now. Um, let's talk about the conditions. Friday was a little warmer. Actually, the whole weekend was warmer than it usually is at this time of year in St. Louis. Uh, usually we're looking at 70s. Uh, 79 might be the high, you know, which is get it weather. It's get it weather. And uh, this year we did not have that. <laughs> it was like summer. Uh, we had 88 degrees. It got cooler as the night went on for uh, for Friday qualifying. Surprisingly, there were no 60s. In top fuel, uh, seven O's, 3.70 was the number uh, for number one. Uh, Saturday was 89 degrees. It got cooler and good as the track cooled off uh, in the final session of Nitro and just pros in general. Um, the shadows at Worldwide Technology Raceway. Or, I'm sorry, the grandstands, as the sun goes behind the grandstands, it casts a giant shadow over the starting line uh, all the way really up to 660 for real. Uh, there's um, I'd say there's some billboards that are on the grandstand that go about to 330. Uh, and that's really the spot that you want to stay warm or stay cool, uh, especially for the nitro cars, the high power cars. Um, so I do got to say this because this was one of my things. I'm checking them off as I say them. Um, let me see. Antron Brown ran 329 degrees, 329 miles per hour in the heat. He was the only car that even got close to 330. 
and it was hot out there. I'm telling you, it was hot. I was sitting in the grandstands. Uh, it was very, very hot. Sunday's conditions were warmer, uh, but not as warm as the previous two days. 85 degrees was the high for Sunday. Uh, like we said, it's been 70s the past few years. There were a lot of 330 runs uh, from Top Fuel this weekend, uh, this particular weekend. Uh, I'm sure we're going to see a lot more this particular weekend uh, at, in, in Dallas because that was the first all concrete surface on the on the um, on the tour. Um, but there were so many 330 mile per hour runs in the final session of qualifying. It was quite impressive. I mean, pretty much everybody that went down there at 330. I mean, I know it was at least eight or at least I'll say at least six. I'll say that. The point is, more than one car is doing it, and that's the crazy thing. Clay Milliken ended up getting the win in Nitro. Top fuel car. Who says that? Nobody says that. Top fuel dragster. Clay Milliken ended up getting it done. Matt Hagen got it done in Nitro. Funny car. Greg Anderson got it done in Pro Stock. And Gage Herrera. Surprise, surprise. Stop me if you've heard this one. It's going to get another Wally. Uh, he's running away with it. So let's talk about Top Fuel qualifying in Top Fuel. Let's look at the numbers. Uh, so as I said, we had we didn't have any 70s or 60s. The number one qualifier was run on Friday night, and that was by Doug Kalita, that Mac Tools entry, tuned by Alan Johnson, 3.709, That was a solid run. Uh, again, the track has a lot of personality here, um, as my buddy Ryan Elliott so eloquently spoke to me. Um, he said, this place has a ton of personality, and when it's warm, it's totally different. It's a totally different animal. And they don't have a ton of races leading up to the national event, so the rubber is pretty different. Which, you know, that's something that a lot of tracks have, you know, where there's not a lot of races leading up to the national event, so... Uh, they pretty much have to put the rubber down. The, you know, the tires that the top fuel cars use is a softer rubber than most. And so they have to put their own rubber down at the national event. And usually on Sunday, you see the best racing because they've had two days to put rubber down. And that's usually the case at uh, a few other events too but like i said it gets better as they go because they're putting their particular type of rubber that they need down on the racetrack mike salinas was number two 3.710 329.75 for his run antron brown it was a solid run header fire man i tell you what header flames it's nothing like seeing header flames under the lights i went to chicago earlier this year we all know that i was next to the wall and it was amazing but I tell you what, there's nothing like seeing header flames in your backyard. It's great. Uh, 3.714, 331.69 miles per hour for Antron Brown. It was a solid run. The car looked good. Chassis was bouncing down the racetrack. It was looking really good for him. Justin Ashley, 3.730, 331.69 miles per hour. He did that with Leah Pruitt in the other lane. 3.742. 331.04 miles per hour was only good enough for eighth. Let's start down there. Clay Milliken, he's number seven, 3.740, 334. He was actually the top speed of the meet, 334 miles per hour, and that was done on Friday night. 
I believe. I believe. Uh, Tony Schumacher, 3.734329.83. And Steve Torrance, 3.733330.72 miles per hour. Steve O was fifth, and he ran a 3.73. So pretty solid, pretty solid runs. Um, let me see here. It was a very exciting race day. Milliken and Leah Pruitt ended up duking it out in the final round. Clay Milliken, how about that crew? I tell you what, he is the Illinois top fuel champ this year. He won in Joliet and he won in Madison. Because uh, we call it the St. Louis race, but, you know, you, it's in the shadow of the Gateway Arch. But it's in Madison, Illinois. We all know that. Uh, 3.758, 331.94 miles per hour beats Leah Pruitt, who left. Hey, how about they left at the exact same time? 065 on both sides of the racetrack. Now it comes down to who has the better car. Clay Milliken and Jim Hoffer, a champion, a champion in his own right. Uh, never was able to do it with Doug Kalitta, but a champion in terms of crewing, you know, Doing doing the crew chief thing, right? Uh, Doug Coletta won a lot of races with them, and uh, is he still winning races? We can see he's the guy didn't forget how to do it. Three point seven seven five three hundred twenty seven sixty six for Leah Pruitt. Let's talk about who Leah Pruitt beat to get to the final, because her car has been really coming alive the last couple weeks. Um, and Alan Reinhardt said it a couple. I was looking at uh, him and Joe. Talk about what's coming up. Uh, he, she's been in the. She's been going to the semifinal rounds the last couple weeks. She beat Steve Torrance. She beat Doug Kalitta, and she beat. Let me see. Wait, hold on. Yeah, she did. He and Sean Langdon. Yeah, three seventy three. She outrun Langdon by a little bit. By a little bit. Langdon left first, of course, like he usually does. Doug Kalitta. And then her pull up. And Doug Kalitta got into some problems. Uh, and Leah gets the win. 3.803. So not the best run. But it started to get good. And you got the Capco boys rolling up next to you in the semifinals. You got to get after it. Steve-O's 3.825 was not enough to beat a 3.772 at 331 miles per hour. Now, mind you, folks, it was not like, you know, Disney World conditions out there, and you're still seeing 330 pop up on the board. These top fuel cars, they have a mechanical advantage that the funny cars don't have. We'll talk about it. You know, and I did ask um, Mr. Elliott about that. Like, I saw the funny cars kind of tiptoeing. You know, there were 80s. There were definitely 380s, uh, but there were a lot of 40s as well, a lot of high 390s. Again, top fuel cars are 30 foot long, right? So they have a mechanical advantage that, you know, the funny cars don't have at, at being a 10 and a half feet from from the front to the back. Um, so let's talk about who Clay Miller can beat to get there because he beat some pretty big names as well. Uh, let's see. Here we go. Clay Miller can beat Austin Proc. Austin Proc didn't really make a representative pass at all. Seven seconds is what he would run. Clay Milliken, 333.58 miles per hour in the first round. 3.761 will get the win. Austin left first, though. Got to mention it. Uh, then Clay rolls up next to Mike Salinas. 
285 to Mike Salinas is 3.807318. So Clay Milliken, let's talk about that. You you hear that and you go, okay, so what do you mean Clay won? All right, 37 on the tree. Mike Salinas, 100, 121, 121. So he was definitely distracted. That's not something that he usually does. Um, then Clay Milliken beats the greatest of all time in top fuel. Tony Schumacher, 3.869305 is not good enough to beat a 3.823308. And then as we just discussed, he beat Leah Pruitt in the final round. And it was a really close one. Let, let me let's actually look at that. Let's see if they have the uh the inches here. Let me see. Uh, nine feet down there at the other end of the racetrack. So 327, 66 for Leah Pruitt. Nine feet away from 331.94 miles per hour. That That's crazy. That's crazy to me. And he beat her by nine feet. Nine feet. <laughs> like that. that, that is like crazy. It looked a lot closer on the TV. But again, you got to understand how fast these cars are moving down there. Like, it was crazy. Uh, there was some qualifying drama. Brittany Forrest was not really running to, to what we expect her to run. Uh, she didn't really make a representative pass until the final pass. And if you if you heard when I was mentioning the um, the top eight players on in, in the field for that race, Brittany Forrest is number 11. 3.791, 330.72, and that came in the final session. In the final session. So we got to talk about points now, folks, because we're, we're looking at the top five or six, really. Um, let me see. I said both of those things. I like doing it like this. Let's talk about the points. Guess who's number one? Doug Coletta. He's He won the first two countdown races, folks. Pro Stock is currently on the track as we speak in texas uh i just want to mention that because i did wait a lot longer to do this episode it's kind of like i wanted to do this or something i don't know who knows uh leah pruitt is 47 points behind doug Kalitta in number two steve torrance capco boys they're number 50 i'm sorry they're number three and they're 51 points back justin ashley is number four and he's 77 points back Antron Brown is 96 points back, and he's number five. Mike Salinas rounds out the top six in top fuel, 124 points back. So we're not really at the point where we're counting people out. But like Alan said on Joe's show, you know, we really got to see what happens this weekend. This is really going to be the test. I mean, and, and AR said it. There's only 12 win lights left in the season. So there's going to be a point where, you know, you just can't make it up. And yes, Pomona's is, is there, it's points and a half, but points and a half only works if the person in front of you, it, you know, does not advance, which we know it's drag racing. That's why they don't run it on paper. Anything can happen on race day. We know this. We know this. We've seen it. So let's talk about funny car. Actually, before we put a period on top fuel, Let's talk about who we're looking at this weekend. Let's just knock it out. So, Doug Kalitta's number one in the points. He is, his car has been running nothing but 60s when it's cool. 
So they're definitely going to probably have those conditions. I heard Alan Reinhardt say the uh, the track temperature was is currently 114 degrees. That's not bad. That's that you know that's still 100. It's below 120. So they can still you know throw some power to it. But it's going to get good tonight. And I don't know if it's 80 there. I don't know. I haven't checked the conditions. I've been a bad stat person today. I've been doing my teaching gig. <laughs> so I haven't really been on my drag race and stuff. Um, but I know I have people that listen. I know I have people that expect it out of me. And, uh, you know, just be patient. I appreciate your patience. And, again, I appreciate all of the support. I never take it for granted. Because uh, you guys can do whatever you want. You can listen to anybody. Uh, and I appreciate that you um, want to spend some time with me talking about drag racing. Um, so, the top five is separate. It's within 100 points in top fuel. So, I mean, look for Antron Brown. I would say look for Leah Pruitt because her car has, has been advancing. And nobody's really been talking about that car. Uh, Steve Torrance, you can't ever count that car out. Uh, we saw a dark horse yes uh, last week. Uh, Clay Milliken get the win. But that's a car that can spoil some stuff, okay? You got a lot of spoilers. We're getting, literally, we're getting to the point in the season where people are starting to be mathematically, you know, ineligible for winning the championship. But they still pull up to the racetrack, and they still unload their car, and they still bring it to the starting line and send it down. So they're trying to win. They still want to win, you know? So... It's going to be interesting to watch this weekend. Um, I would say watch Antron Brown, Justin Ashley. You really got to watch this top five. Mike Salinas as well. I mean, the, the guy that went 300 to the eighth mile, right? And just to be at the racetrack, folks, just 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 to talk about it a little bit, just to be at the racetrack and see the distance from the starting line to where the eighth mile is, to know that a car went 330 I'm sorry, a car went 300 miles per hour to that distance. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. And then right after that happened, Antron goes out and runs 299. So that that's crazy. That's cool. I just, y'all know I'm a nerd with this stuff. I really, really do get gassed up about it. All right. We already talked about how Funny Car was a little more conservative. Let's talk about what their runs were. Uh, on the sheet, Bob Tasca, the second. Just kidding. Bob Tasca was the second was probably there. <laughs> Bob Tasca, the third, forgive me. He qualified number one with a 3.852, 324 miles per hour on Friday night, man. I tell you what, that was a great run. Chad Green, 3.886, 330.47 miles per hour. And I just lied to you. I said there was no 330s on the sheet. Was that the only one? I wonder if that was the only one. I don't know. I don't know if you can hear Alan Reinhardt talking in the background. I'm going to turn it down. Uh, Blake Alexander, 3.888, 326.79 miles per hour. That was actually number one for a few pairs. This was all on Friday night. 3.914, 325 for the GOAT, John Forrest, number four. Uh, number Your winner came from the number five spot. Matt Hagen ran at 3.927, 326.40 miles per hour. That was a good-looking run. I love to see the head of fire shooting down there over the roof with head of flames get just huge 
as they're starting to really put that that uh that power and that fuel delivery is just un unreal unreal down there uh we can't even quantify it it's just the the amount of fuel that they're stuffing in these engines it's unreal it's unreal that's why we have the header flames to begin with because they're putting so much fuel in there not all of it can be burned and so what we see is header fire that's fuel that is fuel that's unburned fuel or i'm sorry not unburned slow burning fuel unburned fuel is a drop cylinder gotta be gotta be specific on that all right we have full car counts i must say that because we had that in top fuel as well folks we had 18 top fuel cars who didn't make the show buddy hole with his Holt car, which really brought me back to the Doug Zilla, uh, Doug Herbert car that he ran uh, one year at St. Louis. He had a Holt car, and it really, really took me back to my childhood. And also took me back to my childhood because it was always hot at that race when whenever we went. Uh, there's a famous story in our family where my mom is just, this, I think this was the last time she actually went to the racetrack. It was so hot, she was just red. She was red and she was angry. So we don't know if it was the heat or the anger that made her red, but she was not happy. <laughs> she was not happy. Anyway, back in the funny car, Bob Bodie, Bobby Bodie, his son, 3.937, 293 miles per hour. I tell you what, when this car starts to finish runs and Bobby is actually tuning it from school. They said that he was actually working on this tune up from school. Uh, when that car makes a full pass consistently, I tell you what, that's going to be something to watch. That's going to be something to watch. That's an 80 car. Easy, easy, easy for sure. And we've been saying that 3.952, 324 is only good enough for number seven. And that's Ron Caps. Number eight was Robert Hyde, 3.953, 323 miles per hour. And that's the top eight. Cruz Pedragon was ninth. 3.981, 320 miles per hour. I tell you what, the crew chiefs definitely earned their keep, um, you know, this week, this particular weekend. I mean, the, the conditions got cool. It was hot. It was sticky. But then it got good. And some there were some delays. Uh, and so the conditions change as as time changes, you know. So it was it was cool to see how. Uh, the conditions change and how the uh, the crew chiefs had to adapt to it. Um, let me see. Keep myself. I did see a lot of measuring of the groove. And then I also asked my buddy Elliot. <laughs> it's cool to be like cool with a with a nitro crew chief. That's that's pretty cool. I must say it's like a dream come true. Honestly, uh, he said some measure the width. Others are getting a reference of where to put the car. He likes to put his tape uh, and measure the width of the car uh, so they know exactly where the car is going to leave, uh, which is cool because the car kind of washes out, uh, as, as AR said this past weekend. Funny cars tend to wash out, uh, while top fuel cars, as I, as I have seen, they usually kind of go straight. I wonder why. <laughs> but the funny cars usually wash out. Uh, left or right, depending on how they leave. And it's really hard to see from the grandstands because we're seeing them pass us, and it's rare that we can see, like, the car leave. We, 
we can't really see straight up the racetrack. Uh, there's nitro seating where you can kind of see it, but you don't really get a solid straight up the racetrack, see what the car is doing laterally, um, unless you're in the uh, tower or on top of the tower. But uh, yeah, anywho, let's talk nitro eliminations. Let me see. This is real time. You know how we do it here. It's raw and unfiltered. It's very hard not to curse. I'm kidding. All right. As we said, Matt Hagen. The top speed of race day was 324. So that should tell you. That should tell you something. Funny cars are usually a little bit more aggressive down there at the top of the racetrack. But folks were getting loose down there. So uh, they had to do what they had to do. Matt Hagen and Ron Caps line up for the Nitro Funny Car final. Ron Caps. Did not have a car singing through the finish line with all eight. 306.88, 402.5 for Matt Hagen. He also left second. Oh, I'm sorry, for Ron Caps. He left second, 71 on the tree. Matt Hagen, 29 on the tree. Was he ready? Was he up? You think he doesn't get up for his old buddy? 324.90 miles per hour. So the top speed of race day was running the final round. 3.991 for Matt Hagen. Let me see what the margin of victory was here. And then I'm going to go back. Okay. We love ads. That's great. We love ads. Okay. Let's see how close this was down there. Oh, it didn't say. It doesn't say. All right. My apologies, folks. It didn't say how close it was. But let's talk about who Matt Hagen beat to get to the final and get that win. He beat Bob Tasca. The I don't think he's he's not the points leader. Hold on. Wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. He might be. Just kidding. He is the points leader. He beat the point leader in the semifinal round. He got a whole bunch of Christmas cards coming to him for that. <laughs> Even before Christmas. They were like, yes, we needed that. Um, he beat him. Matt Hagen, 401, 316 beats. Bob Tasker, he didn't make a representative pass. Five seconds at 165 miles an hour. Let's go back to the previous run. He beat the GOAT, John Forrest, in second round. Five seconds, 161 for John Forrest. It's not going to be good enough to beat a 403-312 for Matt Hagen. They were pretty much tiptoeing down the racetrack all weekend long. Matt Hagen beat Alexis DeJoy in the first round. 3.961, 322. For Matt Hagen. Who did Ron Caps beat to get to the final? In the semifinals, he beat Blake Alexander. 401 beats a 480. Ron Caps, as we know, he won. Uh, Ron Caps also beat Alex Laughlin. 406 beats a 426. And then Ron Caps beat Tim Wilkerson in the first round. 3.998 beats a 3.977. You know what? That sounds like a whole shot. It was a it was a whole shot. Cap said he is a closet Wilk Warrior, and I must say myself, I am a Wilk Warrior. I am from this area, and I have always been a Tim Wilkerson fan. So anytime I can be a part of the Wilkes Warriors, I'm gonna keep my comments to myself. Anytime I can be a part of the Wilkes Warriors, in whatever way, shape, or form, I am happy to be there and support. Tim Wilkerson. Now with that nice looking skag paint job. All right, let's talk about race 
day. We already talked about race day. Let me let me cross those out. Keep myself together. Bob Tasker the third is still number one in the points. This is post St. Louis after they pulled the shoots in the front, in the top fuel final. This is post St. Louis, so this is most up to date. Uh, at least before they run in a, in a few minutes, because um, you know they get little points. So these points can be made up in qualifying. Robert Height is six points behind Bob Tasker. That could be made up today if if Robert comes out and runs lower the session both times. He could be tied for first. But you got to remember, Bob Tasker is also going to run his car this session. You know, so those little points are out there for everyone. Uh, Matt Hagen is number three, 13 back. Funny car right now. Man, I tell you what, it's. Anybody's game. Anybody's game. It's always like that This at this time of year. Caps. Ron Caps is 33 points back. And Chad Green, number five. How about Chad Green, number five, 152 points back? Not mathematically out of it. Again, we, it's still too early. We just don't know. We just don't know. Qualifying points definitely matter. So we just got to keep watching. We just got to keep watching. Can Bob Task get his first championship? Can Robert Hyde get another one? Can Matt Hagen get another one? Can Caps get another one? You know, these are all questions that I don't want to speculate. But, and I'm glad I don't have to make any any picks anymore. <laughs> Shout out to Darren. I hope he's doing all right. Um, so, Matt Hagen needed that win to stay in the conversation. He's made up ground on Bob Tasker and Height. Caps is still within striking distance, as we just said. Let's talk about top fuel again. They're all separated by 100 points, the top five. Salinas is 124 back, still within striking distance. Qualifying points matter, and they will be in play this weekend once again, and it should be fast because it's, it's Dallas, folks. It's Dallas. Uh, Three-time champion Antron Brown can certainly make another run at it. With this excellent performance he's making. Yeah, I, I tell you what, I, I bring it up again. The 329 miles per hour in the heat of the day. The track temperature was over 120, well over 120 degrees. And this car goes down there and runs 329 miles per hour. Like, holy cow. Steve Torrance, the four-time champ, can certainly make a run at it with the big number. And he can run the big number when it's needed. This is going to have to be the weekend that he starts to make a move, though. I mean, 51 points back. Remember, there's only 12 win lights left. Those qualifying points matter. Leah Pruitt is looking good and has advanced into the afternoon rounds the last few races. So you got to watch that car. We'll have to see what she's wearing this weekend. I haven't been on the socials. Doug Kalitta, let's not jinx anything, but this car is looking strong in both the heat and the cool conditions. He just got beat last week, running quick of the session consistently. So we'll have to see what happens here in Dallas. And that's pretty much a great segue. Uh, they're getting into the top 10 players in pro stock currently as we speak. Uh, but again, stay tuned, folks. It's getting exciting. This is right that time of year that is really exciting. And this is also around the time that I first started the podcast. So I always get a little sentimental around this time of year. Because uh, Dallas, San Peter's Speed, a couple years ago was my first episode. Uh, I certainly wasn't as comfortable as I am talking now. Uh, I certainly didn't have the pool that I have now. But like I said, uh, it's an honor. I don't take it. Wow. 6.500. Oh, oh. 
211. Yeah, they're they're running, folks. So we'll have to see what happens. It's gonna be some big numbers. Uh, we got four sessions this this weekend currently. They're currently doing the first session. Uh, but like I said, I don't take any of it for granted uh, because uh, I just love talking drag racing. It's been harder lately uh, to do it for more than one reason, but uh, it still makes me happy when I finish uh, an episode. So I'm going to send y'all off. I don't know uh, what's going to happen this weekend. Nobody knows. That's why we're running. Uh, but it's going to be a good weekend. I'm excited to see what happens. Uh, and I thank you for listening. And uh, you have a good rest of your day or night or whatever you're going to do. If you're watching, if you're not watching, stay tuned. I'll let you know what happens next week. Peace.